Hey everybody, I'm Katrina Carson-Denham, and you're listening to the Every Hand Helps podcast. Here at Every Hand Helps, we believe being kind is one of the most impactful things one can do. Each Monday, join me as I interview guests and discuss simple ways to serve others in your community to live a lifestyle of service in the hubbub of life. This Monday, we welcome Crystal Cavey, Mrs. Galaxy 2020, to the podcast. Crystal Cavey is your current Mrs. Galaxy 2020. Crystal loves the Galaxy and Bayeza Latina International Pageant Systems and is a crossover winning both the Miss Bayeza Latina International 2018 title as well as the Mrs. Galaxy 2020 title and is so excited to share this journey with her husband Billy and both children Tori and Raymond. Crystal has been in the Bayeza Latina and Galaxy Pageant Systems as Miss Illinois Bayeza Latina 2017 Ms. Bayza Latina International 2018, Mrs. Latina Galaxy 2019, and finally, Mrs. Galaxy 2020. Crystal is a graduate of Northern Illinois University with majors in corporate communications and organizational communications and a minor in English. A lifelong career in sales management, she is a talker, writer, and presenter. Crystal's personal platform is Be Your Personal Best, which she is the founder. It is a personal platform organization that motivates, inspires, coaches, and drives young women and young adults to be better than they've ever been. Crystal is also active over the last two years in over 40 local, state, and national level organizations in which she gives back and does community work. She stands for all things community and volunteerism. She has made over 600 appearances worldwide in the past six years. Crystal is the wife of Billy Cavey, who she met in high school, where they attended together in Chicago. She is the mother of Tori and Raymond, two athletes who, between the two of them, have played 11 sports in 13 years on both a state and national level. Hello, and welcome to this Monday's episode of Every Hand Helps. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So your platform is called Be Your Personal Best. It is your platform as Mrs. Galaxy. So what inspired you to encourage other women to follow their dreams and to never give up? So my platform, when I was first creating a platform, I really didn't want to peg myself into one organization. I know a lot of people do that, and I know there'll be people that listen to this podcast and don't agree with the fact that I didn't. That just wasn't the way I saw my journey and pageantry going. And I knew that up front, if I set that standard, that I would be stuck with that forever, and I didn't want that. I really wanted it to be... um, about um, diversifying my body of work and con- continuing volunteerism and motivating, inspiring, and encouraging other women and other queens to get involved. And I knew that that if I kept my body of work very diverse, that that could happen. And so that's kind of where my platform came from. It started in around 2015 when I 
has really continued now to 2020. But the volunteer work that I was doing was long before, um, long before I ever started competing in pageants. I was volunteering. I was doing things like you know raising funds for the Daddy Daughter Dance. I was doing things like um, you know building a playground in our local community and raising the money for that. Um, you know, um, and so. I, I, it really, really has just grown and developed, but it really started because I wanted to make sure I could motivate, inspire, and encourage um, women to follow their passion. And I think what you said about the body of work is so incredibly true, and I like that you have it that diver- that diversified and that you, you weren't afraid to do that because you're right, oftentimes a lot of people will latch on to one organization and have one direction. But I think it's kind of neat that you were brave enough to take a different approach. Yeah. To me, it was just important back in the day when I was in Illinois, America, that I went in and, and, and it just wasn't for me about choosing and selecting one organization. It was about being able to really do a lot of work throughout the state and throughout the country, which is why that year as Mrs. Illinois, America, I made 104 appearances in one year. Wow. So with that said, it's very clear that you're very involved in your community. How did that start for you? How did you become involved? Well, it started for me back just making the decision when my kids went to school that I wanted to be involved in the community. Like I said, hey, one day I said I'm going to make this decision to be involved, and I got involved. Um, And so I became the vice president of the local PTO, and then I became the president, and I served those roles for seven years, long before pageantry was ever even a thought in my head. Um, I started stepping out into my community, and and they started with the schools and saying, hey, whether it was volunteering at a local book fair, whether it was volunteering to help with the local daddy-daughter dance, whether it was volunteering to be on the actual board, which I did for seven straight years, which ultimately led me to... um, being the president of the PTO during the time in which we built a brand new playground at my son and daughter's, you know, former grade school. My daughter's going to be graduating from high school this year in the same town. Um, whether it was volunteering to, you know, lead the Vienna beef sales and raise, you know, thousands of dollars for my daughter's band, my, my daughter's marching band, uh, which will ultimately lead to things like new equipment and new uniforms and scholarships for students. Um, however, you know, whatever opportunities came my way, I was willing to, to take on that role. For me, it's about more than, I, I think we, we are in a community today and we are in a world where a lot of people say no. Like, hey, I don't have the time for that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with that. And for me, I just always knew I wanted to be the example for my kids that you could do that. Like, you could do more. Um, and it didn't have to mean that you were always super busy, but that somebody has to take the leadership role and make those things happen. And I, I made that person me. Yes, and that is so excellent that you set that example for them. So what do you partake in through your platform, be your personal best to achieve your message? So I don't spend a lot of time thinking about platforms. So I should probably, like, I should probably address that piece. Okay. I actually don't even like that word. Okay. Um, I think it's, I think it's an overused word. Um, I think we use it a ton in pageantry. And what platform says is, hey, I'm competing in a pageant, so I'm going to show you my platform. Instead, I use the word passion. And so to me, my passion is volunteering and my passion is giving back. 
in my community and other communities. I don't like the word platform and I don't even really teach it. I do coach a lot, a lot, a lot of women. I don't really teach it because I think it's just a a word that symbolizes this time in my life. Yes. Like for this time in my life during pageantry, my platform is going to be X, Y, Z. For me, it's my passion is genuinely volunteering and giving back. And I just do it in a very varied amount of ways. Now, it doesn't mean I always say yes. Don't get me wrong. I say no quite a bit because it doesn't work into my schedule. But where I can give back, I do. So, for example, this month alone, I'm going to be helping a couple of local queens make a meal for Mutual Ground, a battered women's shelter out of Aurora. We're going to be delivering um, thousands of pairs of socks in the Midwest. Um, I will be volunteering with Marley's Ministry, delivering care packages. I will be delivering cookies to our local um, police department tomorrow. Um, I'm going to fly out to New York Fashion Week. Um, That's more of a a fun thing. Um, So those are just some of the things that I'm going to do just in February alone, which, which kind of like, you know, is what I do pretty much every month. And I make it fit into my family schedule and I make it fit into my schedule. Um, so I do those those appearances and those t- uh, and those like like those service projects at different times of the day just so that they fit into my family schedule. Something you said out of all of that that stood up um, stood out to me, sorry, the most was how you talked kind of about how you say no all the time. And I think that that is actually something that's really important is establishing what your priorities are whenever you are intentionally going about living a lifestyle of service and volunteering, fitting in into your schedule. So could you talk a little bit about um, the importance of saying no? Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's what I would say. Like, like you want to say yes, in my personal opinion, more than you want to say no when oh, you're in a leadership position like I am. However, the most important thing that you can do is keep yourself mentally sane and whole. And so the way that I work is very simple. I have a, an hour-by-hour schedule that I use, and I just will not double-book myself or overbook myself or triple-book myself, um, meaning that if, if I've got the service projects and the appearances I want for that month in, I will say no. Um, for example, in January, there was there was a great service project for Feed My Starving Children. It happened to be at 8 p.m., and it happened to be on a Wednesday, and Wednesday night is our family night. And so I try to just kind of be by the fire on Wednesday nights and just hang out with my husband and the kids because my son doesn't wrestle, mm-hmm. and my daughter gets home early on Wednesday nights. Um, and so I, tur- I said no to that appearance. So what I try to do is I try to set my own personal standards and my own personal boundaries all while still finding a way to make the, the, the quality appearances I want to make work, if that makes any sense. Oh, it absolutely does. And of course, I want people to say yes to as many things as they're able to when it comes to helping their community. I actually, for my own personal beliefs and values, I would really love to see my time with my friends and family be filled with serving other people so that I'm still getting that quality time in with them while helping someone else. But at the same time, I'm a student right now, and there's so many things that are so important that take precedence over um, maybe doing something that fits into a certain time slot of the day. 
So that's why I find it so important to take on the role of I'm going to intentionally try to live a lifestyle of service in the things that I'm doing. Yeah, and you know, I think that's a great point because living a lifestyle of service doesn't mean that you have to do something every single day. Yes. It means you find the wonderful things you enjoy doing, that you can share that passion with others. People will feel your passion when you're enjoying what you're doing. Like, they'll feel it automatically, which is exactly why I don't use the word platform a ton. I use the word passion more. Because if people can feel your passion and they feel your vibe, they automatically want to be a part of it with you. When they feel like it's something you're doing for the purpose of an end result, which sometimes is I want to compete and win, um, I feel like it loses that audience of people that want to be a part of it with you as much. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. I totally agree with you. I agree with you. Like, when you find that jam that's yours and you find that thing that makes you so passionate that you're able to just walk into a room and share the, the beauty of it. For example, I'll just give you an example of one of the biggest service projects I ever did started back in 2017 when I was mid, right off of coming off of Mrs. Illinois America and a top 15 at Mrs. America. I went to Ms. Belleza Latina International. I came in at Ms. Illinois Belleza Latina and I woke up in the middle of the night and on my end table, I wrote down the words, bags of blessings in Puerto Rico. And at the time, my cousin who's in the Coast Guard who's now relocated to Washington, D.C., but at the time she was stationed in Puerto Rico with her husband, um, I called her up and said, you know, hey, Christy, I, I really have this desire to do a project for Puerto Rico. And she said, we're looking for a bag of blessings director. I oh, wow. This happened to me in the middle of the night. I tell this story and it's like uh, kind of hard to believe. And I went forward as Ms. Illinois Bias Latina and I collected, I, I set a goal to collect 1,000 items to make 100 bags of blessings to distribute to the Puerto Rican homeless because there is a homeless situation on that island. Mm-hmm. It's very warm, so there's a homeless situation there. And um, and I and in one week, I, I set the goal for seven days, and in one week I collected 7,000 items. I collected seven times the amount of items. Items were just on my front porch. Items were being delivered to my door. I included the entire pageant community. I included the entire local community. I included families. I had 7,000 hotel-sized items because you'd be shocked at how much stuff people have in their bathroom. Um, We set those up. We took a picture. We boxed them in a giant crate, and we shipped them to Puerto Rico. And the week they arrived, the hurricane hit. Oh, my god! And those items sat in customs, protected. There was formula, baby formula, diapers, clothing, blankets. You name it, it was in there. There was, there was over 7,000 by the time we were done, but there were 7,000 I had collected. And those items sat in customs protected for four months. When I became Ms. Bayesa Latina International, those items were distributed by my cousin to orphanages and homeless shelters all throughout the island. And last year, as Mrs. Latina Galaxy, I boarded a plane with my family of four, and we distributed Marley's Ministry Care Packages and, um, and Angel Gowns to Babies Gone Too Soon to three underprivileged and underfunded NICUs in Puerto Rico. And so for me, that journey went on for three years. So when I talk about it, and it actually came up in my Mrs. Galaxy interview, and I did win overall interview at Mrs. Galaxy, and I also won the entire pageant. Um, But when I talk about it, my passion is there because it's genuinely something that I would do all over again if given the opportunity. It really was a journey of a lifetime. It took three years to make it happen, and I would do it all over again. But again, that's finding that passion that that you can take other people on the journey with you. 
That is so, so incredible. And what a God thing that, I mean, obviously it's very unfortunate that the hurricane hit, but the fact that they had those items right after the fact, that is such a God thing. And that's so amazing. Yeah, it was it was it was incredible. It was it was a god thing. It really, honestly, had, we weren't anticipating, you know, Hurricane Maria. No one saw that coming, and um, and it happened, and it happened, and, and that distribution happened in a very big way. So, tell us about your experiences competing as a missus. That might seem like a bit of a loaded question for you, but I mean, um, just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I I will tell you, I've only competed as a missus. I yes. started pageantry super late in life. I was 37 years old when I won my very first pageant out of Wisconsin. That was National U.S. Miss um, in 2014. I also then, in the same year, won Illinois Ultimate Queen. I went on to win America's Ultimate Queen. Um, that was out of Indiana. And then in 2015, I bounced back and went back to Wisconsin, and I won Mrs. Royalty International. And that really set me on the journey to, to really love and appreciate pageantry. I made well over 100 appearances that year in 2015. I had a great time. I had amazing sister queens. To this day, I am actually the MC for that national pageant. Um, it's just, we just had so much fun. That um, journey led me to compete at Mrs. Illinois America and win that pageant and then go on to Mrs. America at 39 years old and be in the top 15. Um, had a great year at Mrs. Illinois America. I made 104 appearances that year. Um, I took my family probably to 80% of the journey with me. Um, I then knew that I just wasn't done, so I went to Ms. Illinois Belleza Latina, or I'm sorry, I took out the Ms. Illinois Belleza Latina in 20, title in 2017. I won Ms. Belleza Latina International in 2018. I was given the opportunity to come back to Galaxy, which is owned by the Belleza Latina director, Maria Torres, owns them both, as Mrs. Latina Galaxy, and I worked for 13 months to become the very first Mrs. Latina Galaxy and the second ever Puerto Rican woman and the first Mrs. from Illinois to ever cross over and win the most. And in 2020, I well, in 2019, I won Mrs. Galaxy 2020. And I'll be Mrs. Galaxy 2020 through the end of July when the national and the international pageant is actually going to relocate and be held here in Chicago. Oh, wow. So, that's so cool. Yeah, they're relocating the international pageant. It'll be held right here in Chicago. Um, it'll be at my home, in my home state. And um, so it's really, for me, when you think about that being my journey, it brings it full circle um, as we're obviously coming back to Chicago. Oh, yes, most definitely. And I, this might sound a little odd, I've never actually been to Chicago in the city Chicago because I'm from Southern Illinois and I, um, I live six hours from Chicago. I live so far south that I'm like 30 minutes from Missouri, an hour from Kentucky, and just a bunch of different states down here. I'm pretty, I'm much closer to those than I am to Chicago, but I think that that's so neat that they are bringing it to Illinois, and I would love to actually get to go watch that. That would be really neat. So that's cool. So tell us about some of the main things that you're involved in as Mrs. Galaxy. Things like, like, what are some things uh, that you've gotten to do so far? Oh, well, I know well, there's a ton. Latina Galaxy. I mean, I went to Puerto Rico. Um, um, I went to um, 
Canada to, to be a part of the Canada Galaxy pageant, and then I flew to the UK. This year, um, in February alone, I'll be flying to New York Fashion Week. Um, I went to New York Fashion Week four times. Um, I will be flying to the UK for two weeks. I'll be at UK Galaxy. I, I was at Canada Galaxy. I've done appearances in Wisconsin and Indiana, Illinois, Florida. Um, I've been able to partner with Marley's Ministries and, you know, do appearance in not only Puerto Rico, but across the country. Um, I've been able to inspire other women to do the same. Um, and it's it's been an amazing journey. I mean, just from, you know, from podcasts like this one to being live on air um, with the pageant project, I was voted Pageant Planet's Top 10 Fitness Misses in the World. It really has just been an amazing journey. I will tell you, though, none of those things fall into my lap. Each and every single one of those things are things I strive and work for. And I think that when you're a hardworking missus, like that strive and that work just shows. It 100% shows in you. I just want you to know that. Oh, thank you. So I'm guessing that you'll probably be able to answer this question pretty well just by the conversation we've already had. But have you ever been able to see your volunteerism come full circle? Full circle? Um, yeah, I've seen my volunteerism come full circle when through Marley's ministry. From, taking, from just starting uh, by delivering angel gowns to local NICUs, to flying all the way to Puerto Rico to deliver them in Puerto Rico. I actually have Puerto Rican. Um, so being able to take my kids on that journey with me is watching your your volunteerism go full circle. My daughter also was inducted into the National Honor Society as a junior, and one of the reasons that was named as the reason she was inducted as a junior before her senior year was her volunteer work. So I taught my kids that, you know, um, that it's fun to do, to do, to do for others. It really is. It's not a chore. Um, it doesn't mean you're not sometimes tired. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're not sometimes like, okay, this is a lot of days or a lot of work because the work is what makes you resilient and the work is what makes you like driven and dedicated and determined for the cause. But, you know, to me, full circle is watching my 18 year old now and my 13 year old do service with me. To me, full circle with taking them to Puerto Rico on that mission trip with me. And that all started from just delivering 10 angel gowns to a local NICU. And it blew up into me boarding a plane with four suitcases full of items and delivering them in Puerto Rico. And that's so amazing, that feeling whenever you get to see firsthand what your volunteerism is doing for someone else or for a group of people in your case. It's always just... So amazing to be able to experience. Well, and, and knowing that you're inspiring your kids to do the same, really, I mean, inspiring not even just your kids, like if you didn't have kids, inspiring the future generation to do the same. I mean, our current generations, we depend a ton on social media, and we depend a ton on texting, and we depend a ton on, on, on like, these types of conversations, but I really want to inspire people to get up and go out and do it. Get up and go out and do the work. Get up and go out and be face-to-face with the humans. You know what I'm saying? I personally really want to inspire people to do that. 
I 100% agree. And I would even venture to say that there were, there are going to be times where you plan to go out and do something where you're going to have a rough morning or you're going to be tired from all the things you've been a part of. But in that moment and whenever you're actually there, you never regret going. You never regret actually getting out there and doing it. And it always ends up being not only so fulfilling, but you never know what kind of an impact you could have made on the person that you were there for. And that's exactly it. I mean, you know, it was funny because you should say that. I will give you a great example of a time that that happened to me. So um, on November 10th of this year, um, the Heinz Hospital out of Chicago, which is the VA hospital in right outside of Chicago, had a huge veterans event. November 9th, I will tell you, I was so sick, I was throwing up all night. November 10th, when we woke up in the morning, there was a massive blizzard. It took us hours to get there. The parade itself was canceled when we arrived. I still went, even though I was sick and under the weather. And if you look at the pictures, you can clearly see it in my eyes that I was sick and under the weather. And I will tell you, we made such an impact on those veterans because many of those veterans are hospitalized and not leaving. And many of them were just looking for queens to come with smiling faces. And so many of us still show up at the Heinz Hospital that in January, we were awarded a certificate of participation from the Heinz Hospital for coming out. And it was it was a day that every one of us could have stayed in our bed. And every one of us just could have just been like, no, it's too cold. It was by far the coldest day of 2019. And we still got up and we still went and we still made a difference. People came all the way from Wisconsin and all the way from Springfield. And what would have taken an hour to drive from my house, an hour and 10 minutes, took us three hours to get there. And it was worth it. Well, that is simply amazing. And I know how scary it can get down here at times, but I also know Chicago weather is nothing compared to weather down here, so it's really amazing that you guys were able to go and do that and the pierce, the perseverance that you showed in that. And it was tough. It was like one of those things where you were like, oh, I don't even know if I can do this. I'm not sure I can make it. But once we went, we were like, oh, that was worth every single second of watching the smiling faces on those veterans who had served for our country on their special day. Absolutely. What are three things that we need to know about Crystal? (laughs) The three things you would want to know about me are that, I'll tell you you what I tell, even if I was was in the middle of a pageant room, this was my interview, (laughs) I'll tell you, I married the very first boy I ever kissed. His name is Billy. Together, we went from Billy and Crystal to Billy Crystal overnight. We've been married for 19 years next month. We have two kids. Tori is 18, and she's getting ready to attend college. She's looking at universities in both Florida and Illinois. She wants to be a music education major. And our son, Raymond, is a four-time state champion wrestler out of Illinois, along with last year he took second place at at state. Um, And he's been wrestling for nine years, and he's 13. He's in eighth grade going into high school next year. Um, I have volunteered. Number two thing I would tell you about me is I have volunteered uh, and done 600 appearances or service projects in the last six years as a queen. And I have loved every single moment of it. And if anyone asks me what my legacy would be to leave behind, it is that. It is that I was called to do the work, and I used the crown to, to get me to do the work. It was never about just being in a pretty crown or a pretty gown. It was always about doing the work. 
And the final thing is that people wouldn't know, know about me is that I've lost 100 inches, 65 pounds, and 12 pant sizes over the last eight years, and I've done it the hard and healthy way. And then, obviously, that led to me being awarded um, in my final pageant that I'm going to compete in, which was Mrs. Galaxy. I was awarded top 10 fitness in the Mrs. Division by the pageant planet in the world. So those are the things I would want you to know about me. It's that, you know, I didn't come from an easy upbringing. I had to really work to get where I was at. Um, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. I graduated from Northern Illinois University. And now today I get to use that journey and inspire other women to do the same. And that's absolutely true because I feel like, especially as women get older, that, you know, sometimes it can be a bit harder to lose weight and your body changes. I mean, I'm already experiencing that. I've only been married for like six months. and But you're, <laughs> you are so clearly um, showing that you can go against that and that with hard work and determination that you can be healthy and fit no matter what your age is. And I think that's super work. awesome. I mean, I'll tell you, I was in body step this morning. Um, there are some days I do go to the gym more than once. If I've got a little bit of extra time, I'm like, I, I actually really enjoy my gym. It's in my community. It's in my town. And I really have a good time there. But I range my workouts from body step to body pump to body combat. And then when I'm really, really in the mode, I will do some, um, some boot camp classes as well. But I really enjoy it. I'm a runner too. So I run, last year I ran the Wonder Woman 10K wow. on a gurney, and I just have a good time. Like, I just, I, I don't do any exercises I don't like. I can tell you that. I do the stuff I like, and I have fun with it. And that's a great way to go about it, for sure. And one of my final questions for you is, um, and since we don't like the word platform, tell us about your passion in 30 seconds or less. Go. My passion is to motivate, inspire, and encourage women globally and worldwide to be their personal best. To always remember that regardless of your age, where you come from, your size, your upbringing, or the amount of money that you have in your bank account, you can be the things that you want to be, but you have to put in the work and the time. When it is your time, God will put you right where you belong. And he did that for me as your Mrs. Galaxy. There we go. That's amazing right there. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap things up? The only thing I want to add is this. Pageantry is an amazing opportunity, and I do believe that there is a pageant system for every single woman out there. And so for the woman who hates swimsuits, she might not do a swimsuit passion. And for the woman who doesn't want to necessarily do the volunteer work, she might not do a, page, a swimsuit pageant or a pageant that requires a ton of volunteer work. Or for the woman who says, hey, I really, I love this, I love this talent I have. There's a pageant for you. Use the opportunity from pageantry uh, that pageantry offers you to really go out into the world and make a difference. The world needs more of that today, more than ever. And I believe that we've been given this opportunity, this platform of pageantry, this opportunity to really go out and make a difference and share those things with our younger generation. And I'll tell you, not only do I share them with our younger generation, but I have women over 40 and over 50 all the time tell me, thank you for inspiring me to be my personal best. And so the one thing I want to leave everyone with is this. No matter where you come from, no matter where you think you're going, if you have an opportunity to motivate, inspire, and encourage someone else, do it. The world needs more of that. 
And don't don't let it be at the very, very end when you realize how much you could do that. Let it be throughout your entire journey. Because people are most inspired by our journeys, not necessarily the destination they landed us, but the journey it took to get there. That's so incredibly true. And um, there's actually a phrase, which I'm not sure that I coined it. I might have heard it somewhere. Who knows? But something I've been thinking on lately a lot is that life is short, but it's also long. Life is short in the way that it can go by in the blink of an eye because you're having fun or that you can get caught up in the motions of your everyday life and have wasted those opportunities, but that life is long because you can make decisions that are long-term that will wind up making a long-term impact in the life of someone else. And so that really reminded me of that. So Yeah, and when you're given that opportunity to do that, do it. 100%. Uh, because I think that there's a lot of people that don't jump on that opportunity or they don't see it as something that they want to do. But for me, I'm like, when given that opportunity, I'm going for that. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. I so appreciated you just sharing your heart. And I know that we're obviously passionate about the same topic whenever it comes to this podcast. But I'm just so glad that you were able to come on. And thank you for your time. Well, thank you. And I look forward to, you know, um, hearing hopefully from your followers and your podcast. And um, I will send you all of my social media information. Yes. So you can attach those as well. I will put it in the notes of the episode. You got it. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Bye.